because I think we all desire deeper connection and we're not sure how to do it. I always joke, let's give people the gift of going second. Let's engage in intentional conversation and you don't have to walk up to your aunt who you haven't seen in a year and say, so tell me about the deepest trauma from 2023. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying, could you go a little bit deeper? Could you get curious about what's happening in the inner and outer worlds of the people around you? I love that you just said, could you? Because I think so often we wait for somebody else to start this conversation. I like, like, I leave a party and I'm disappointed. I don't really connect with anybody or whatever. And I think it's on us to be able to initiate some of this stuff. If we want to have these conversations, do it. Like, sure, we want other people to seek that out too but it often helps that if we model it then they will return the favor too and say something else that they're curious about so I think I loved that you even phrased it that way like could you do this because it is on us if we want this type of connection go for it welcome to the living centered podcast a show from the humans at onsite if you're new to this space and just beginning this journey we hope these episodes are an encouragement a resource and an introduction to a new way of being And if you're well into your journey and perhaps even made a pit stop at Onsite's Living Centered program or one of our other experiences, we hope these episodes are a nudge back towards the depth, connection, and authenticity you found. In this season, we sat down with a dozen of our favorite experts and emotional health sojourners to dig into the topics that are top of mind for all of us. Transition, relationships, trauma, just to name a few part practical resource and part honest storytelling that will have you silently nodding along. Me too. This podcast was curated with you in mind. So with that, let's dive in. What day is it, Mackenzie? It is Christmas Day, Hannah, which feels kind of weird to be dropping a podcast on. Okay, in all transparency, it's not Christmas Day for us when we're recording this, but the day that this comes out is Christmas Day. Yeah. So Merry Christmas to all those who celebrate and happy holidays. Today, we are jumping in. Mackenzie and I are giving ourselves the gift of presents by recording this ahead of time, but we are jumping in to invite you to the gift of presents because the holidays, let's face it, can be pretty wild. Yes, totally. I think for me, the holidays bring uh, such an added layer of complication to all of the areas in my life that I've grown a lot in and then other areas that I have room for growth and maybe I struggle in. I think the frenetic energy that I tend to carry and kind of combat on a normal basis has really heightened in the holiday season. So if that's where you're at today, we just wanted to pop in and give you a little bit of a encouragement. We see you. And to provide you with an invitation to engage differently. I think one of the first things I think about is our tendency to check out in this season. And as Hannah and I were prepping with this, she said, I mean, some of that is okay and normal. Like we go, go, go the end of the year. We just kind of go and it's, you know, give a sigh of relief. I think I've seen jokes on Instagram where like the days between holidays, like Christmas and New Year's Eve are just this blur of days for a lot of us. Yeah. I know for me, checking out can look really different in the holidays because it's Mm -hmm. festive checking out. And so it's like watching Christmas movies and extra cups of cocoa and literally not getting out of your pajamas from the 25th to the 30th. Yes. Eating lots of food. Yeah. And spending time with people. And, And that's not necessarily checking out. It's not really fair to label it that way. But we are spending time 
differently. And I know for me, it can become super um, subconsciously passive because I just am absorbed into the to the holiday tidal wave. And so I know for me, I want to be just a little bit more intentional this season because if I'm not, A, my mental health suffers. Yeah. B, when my mental health suffers, those around me suffer. And I just get to the end of the season Maybe having some fun memories, but maybe feeling a little bit more depleted and exhausted than I want to. Yeah. And I think one of the things I think about the most around that is just the way that I relate with people. The holidays really do bring a lot of opportunities to interact with people I'm not normally around in my day to day. And two things can happen. One, I'm around people that know me in a very different context. I think family is one of those. Mm -hmm. And they just know me as a different person. They know, and so sometimes I can fall into what I call revertigo and acting like my 18, 20-year-old self. And that's not how I want to show up. And the second thing is, a lot of times with holiday parties, I see people I only see pretty infrequently. I would say maybe even quarterly, maybe even just once a year. Like I see this person at this holiday party every year. And so I feel the tension to have um, kind of surface level conversations when maybe I want to have a deeper conversation. I want to leave the night feeling like I made a genuine connection with someone. And instead, I just was the social butterfly and pop, 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 popped and had the same conversation 20 times. So I don't know if you relate to that, Hannah. I totally do. And I think for me, um, in a effort to be authentic and transparent, like I think sometimes I have an all or nothing meter when it comes to engaging in real conversations. I think I think like, well, if it's not safe for me to talk about X, Y, Z with this person, then I don't know what to talk about with them. <laughs> like then it is just remains surface, or I just ask like, how are the kids, or how's school, or whatever it is, which is fine. But in reality, we all want connection, and connection can look really different, and we can have various levels of transparency and vulnerability with people while still really inviting them to connect with us and getting to share with them and also share space listening to them. And so I think for me, I'm trying to reframe like, how do I have meaningful conversations mm-hmm. um, while also still respecting my peace, respecting my boundaries? Because like you said, we may be conversing with people that we're not usually, they aren't a part of our everyday life, or maybe we're uh, with family that maybe has different beliefs than we do. And it's mm-hmm. hard. I know when I jump back into scenarios like that, I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about that. So I just shut down and then it's just easier than to like play a game or to watch a movie. And like I said, those things are good and they're fun and we should be embracing those things. It's so great to engage with like our inner child that way and to just have fun and rest in the season. But also we can meaningfully connect with people in healthy ways this season. Yeah. And I think it is a gift to the other person as much as it is a gift to ourselves, because I think we all desire deeper connection and we're not sure how to do it. I always joke, let's give people the gift of going second. Let's engage in intentional conversation. And you don't have to walk up to your aunt who you haven't seen in a year and say, so tell me about the deepest trauma from 2023. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying, could you go a little bit deeper? Could you get curious about um, what's happening in the inner and outer worlds of the people around you? 
I love that you just said, could you? Because I think so often we wait for somebody else to start this conversation. Yeah. I like, I'm like, I leave a party and I'm disappointed. Like, I don't really connect with anybody or whatever. And I think it's on us to be able to initiate some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. If we want to have these conversations, do it. Like, yeah. sure, we want other people to seek that out too. But it often helps that if we model it, then they will return the favor too and say, say something else that they're curious about. So I think I loved that you even phrased it that way. Like, could you do this? Because it is on us. If we if we want this type of connection, go for it. Mm. And the last thing I think about around this is I saw an Instagram post from one of my favorite people that I follow, who's also an onsite alum, uh, Jessica Turner. She talked about kind of the tension and the awkwardness you might feel interacting with someone you haven't interacted with in a while, but maybe you see them on Instagram. Maybe you see little bits and pieces of their life on Facebook, or you heard it through the grapevine. I am someone who's from a pretty small town. So my mom is always updating me on people from my hometown. Yeah, And it kind of feels awkward because I have more information about them than maybe they gave me. So then I go into these interactions and I want to like acknowledge the hard thing, but I don't, and I feel awkward about it. And Jessica just said, it's never too late. Even if you weren't there in the moment, even if you don't know what to say or how to say, or even if you missed an opportunity in the past to acknowledge this hard thing that they walked through, you can still show up. So do that. So an example I think of is I saw a girl I went to high school with this summer, and I knew that her uncle had died recently. And it was really unexpected. It was surprising. I knew the family was really grieving. And so we got into a catch-up conversation And then I just leaned in and I said, hey, Amber, I heard about your uncle and I'm really sorry. And I'm not exactly sure what to say, but just know that I heard and that I'm thinking of you. Yeah. And she was really grateful and we had a good conversation and we left. And I could have not, but I felt better having leaned into the tension in that and just saying, hey, I know you didn't share this information with me or I've seen you and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that's a good um, reminder. I think so many of us avoid those type of conversations around the holidays because they're supposed to be happy. And we just had this webinar and so we'll link to it in the show notes, but um, we just had a webinar around this because it's such Mm -hmm. a common thing that we're supposed to be happy in this season. It's supposed to be jolly and merry and bright. And for so many of us, it's a really difficult season. Um, And for so many of us, it's both. It's complicated. And, Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of being human that we can be both. But I think for so many of us, we try to avoid it because we're like, I don't want to bring it up at the holidays. And like, I would just say like, they're thinking about it anyways. And so maybe if they could not be alone in that, if they could have someone bring it up and say, hey, it's okay that you're feeling this way, or this really is sad. How can I support you? Um, I think it just helps people feel not alone to feel like, because they're not wrong or you're not wrong for feeling X, Y, Z at a certain time of year because life is still lifing and we're all going to deal with these complex emotions, even at the holidays. Yes. Are the things that we're walking through don't push a pause in the month of December. And I feel like for a lot of us, they're heightened because of this belief that we can't feel them, then they feel bigger and unmanageable. Mm-hmm. So if we can share that with people, I think that's a great Great recommendation and a great encouragement. So make sure you check out uh, that webinar in our show notes. So we want to leave you with a few ways to put this into practice because you know we're all about equipping you and we will give you the gift of going second. In the show notes, you will find some prompts to have meaningful conversation around the table this year. And Hannah and I are going to go first and give you just a little bit of a tease of how this could create and open the door for further connection. 
Okay, Mackenzie, there are 10 prompts in the show notes okay. that we're giving. Do you want to pick one and I'll pick one and then we can yeah. ask? We'll see which ones we pick. Yeah, I'm interested. All right, Hannah, you will not be surprised by the one that I'm going to pick. But let's say you <laughs> are at a dinner, you're around the table with friends or family, and there's a little bit of a lull in the conversation. And I think about um, the episode we had with Shauna Nequist a few weeks ago, where she said, when she kind of talked about that moment where there's a lull and you can provide a prompt and invite people into conversation. So you might say, hey, everyone, I was wondering if anyone would be willing to share something that brought them joy this year. So Hannah, what is one thing that brought you joy this year? Hmm. And you're not surprised because I, you know, I'm not surprised at all. I knew you were going there. (laughs) I think the first thing that comes to mind is um, getting to be a pretty big part of our friend Lindsay's baby's life. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a beautiful baby boy, Ben. And um, Lindsay's really let me be a part of her chosen family. And it's been really fun to see Ben grow this year and become a little human. Um, But he just brings me joy. We did an exercise the other day that one of our clinicians asked us to kind of tap into our most authentic self. And I think my most authentic self is when I'm getting to connect with these kids in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a large part of my inner child doesn't feel super tapped into all the time. And so getting to connect with kids has really helped me heal a lot of that. So I think what's brought me the most joy this year is getting to see him learn to walk and see him learn to say um, our names and just get curious and be funny and silly. And um, it's really fun to see life through kids' eyes. That's something that's Mm. brought me joy this year. That's a really good one. I love it. He's had a lot of milestones this year. I know. So proud. Proud and mm-hmm. Mackenzie, what is something that has surprised you this year? Hmm. Surprised me. I feel like I have been in a really big season of a lot of new. A lot has happened for me in 2023. I had a new baby. I prepared a house to move. Uh, that was a whole selling a house process was a big thing. I moved. I had like a temporary housing situation. Um, And then we moved into the house that we're actually in, in August officially. And so it was just the end of probably an 18-month journey of realizing like, okay, we think we want to move. The process of moving, moving two children, doing the whole thing, moving across country from Tennessee to Michigan. And I think there was a lot about the move that I expected. I expected, you know, some of the intentional reasons we moved was to be closer to family, to pour into them in different ways, to allow them to have access to our kids' lives and be a part of that. Like that was a big part of it. But I think one of the things that I did not expect about this move was how much I was going to be able to tap back into parts of myself that I had kind of lost or forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. being back in Michigan, back towards closer to family, um, and back in, we were right outside Ann Arbor where I went to college. And so I've reconnected with people who I haven't been around in a decade and getting reminded of those parts um, has been really great. I think sometimes when we see people we haven't seen, we're reminded of like the bad parts of ourselves. But I've mm. been able to see, oh, I remember I connected really intentionally with this person around these types of movies or around this type of conversation. And just like flowing back into these relationships and the comfortability that has come has really surprised me and brought me a lot of joy. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Uh, you can tell from these prompts, because I feel like we could go on and now catch up about around that stuff for the next hour. Um, but I love that, that that's just a simple question. None of these questions that we've listed here are like, 
totally wildly creative, but mm-hmm. they're just thoughtful. And so you can tell even right now, I want to ask you six more follow-up questions. Yeah, I wanted to ask so, you like five more questions yeah, about them. So. Yeah, so how <laughs> these things can continue and play out and you, it just is enriching. And yeah. if we're honest here, like neither Mackenzie and I shared something that we probably would feel uncomfortable sharing. Like, you know, it wasn't digging too deep. It wasn't pushing any sort of boundaries, but I feel more connected to you right now because I yeah. heard that from your mouth. I love, I feel more connected to myself because I checked in and thought like, oh, what did bring me joy this year? And so I love that these questions they just open up opportunity for people to connect and engage and really just like hold space for each other in a different way. Yeah. And what I love is that you have been with me for every part of that journey, but Mm. saying that out loud, that's probably not something you've heard. And it's maybe not even something I've articulated. I just started talking and realized, oh, this is, this is true. So I love the ability one to connect with the people that maybe you are in their daily lives and you just don't slow it, slow down enough to connect with them. And then also the ability of how it just kind of opens up the door for so many more conversations and a richer, more deep conversation. Meaningful. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, right? Meaningful yeah. conversation. So yeah. I encourage people, if you even just like click on the show notes right now and just screenshot those questions, save them on mm-hmm. your phone. It doesn't have to be like an organized, okay, it's question time. I know that's kind of intimidating for some people. And some people love that. If you want to do yeah. that, you want to host a dinner party or whatever, that's great. But if not, just kind of be able to think about them and maybe some others that you're curious about people and just bring them up when there is opportunity this week as you are sitting around today if you're opening presents after that if you are cooking a meal with someone that you love maybe just consider asking one of these and see where the conversation goes but I just encourage people especially in this week from now until the new year there is it may be chaotic. You may be jumping back into work tomorrow. I don't know what this this time looks like for you, but either way, you're probably in some sort of in-between time um, where you have an opportunity to just embrace this season in a different way. We don't have to just kind of veg out and push through or just wait for a new year to happen. We get to have the type of connection and meaning and purpose that we long for right now. Mm. I love that. That's so good. And I I hope that it opens the door to lots of really great connection for you. So we're thinking about you. We're cheering you on. And we hope you find the connection and peace that we know you deserve. That's it. All right. And we will see you in one week. The 1st of January, we have an incredible episode for you lined up. We cannot wait for you to meet our next guest. Thanks for listening to the Living Center podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love for you to consider leaving us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen. It only takes a few seconds to navigate to the show in your app and select the stars to begin your rating. It helps more people find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.